How many have ever experienced want in your life? Today you discovered it was a blessing, perhaps a blessing in disguise, but a blessing from the Lord. Amen. Let's receive Pastor Myers. We love the Myers family so much. We've got, uh, right now our Bible quizzers are in the process of, of uh revamping and getting ready to look forward to a great new year in 2017 and the Myers children are down there with our Bible quizzers right now amen quoting the book of Acts with them I can't think of anything better than for children to know that wonderful book of the Acts of the Apostles we love this family and we want Pastor Myers to come and deliver the word of the Lord to us tonight let's receive him with a warm hand clap of welcome God bless you Pastor Myers Thank you, Brother Urshan. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Amen. Turn your attention tonight to the book of John, chapter 11. While you're turning, let me again uh, reiterate how much we admire your uh, pastor and his family. Amen. In fact, in the month of March of next year, we're going to be borrowing him for a few days. So if he's not here, you'll know he's in Palm Bay, Florida, suffering through some spring weather down there in March. Amen. As our church celebrates our 50th anniversary as a church, the year of Jubilee. Amen. And we have asked Brother Urshan to come. He has so graciously accepted that invitation to be our keynote speaker, and we're excited about that. So thank you for allowing your pastor to be gone and minister in other places. And I know that's always a sacrifice for a church. We are blessed in our church in Palm Bay to also have a great congregation that is unselfish with the pastor and allow them to minister. And I know that it takes a strong church to be able to do that. And this is such a church. This is a great group of people that understands that the ministry of the gospel, amen, is for everybody. And uh, thank you for allowing him to be gone. We are so happy and delighted to be with you and had such a great time this morning. And we want to see what the Lord will do tonight in the few moments that we have with you. John chapter 11 and verse 1, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. That's, all, that's awesome when a city is known by some righteous people that live there. It was that Mary, which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore... Her sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Now, how do you like the way they frame that? He whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. I'd like to speak tonight on this subject, the miraculous delay. The miraculous delay. Under the reading of the Word of God, everybody said in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. It is clear when you read this text that these folks, Mary and Martha, 
and Lazarus were very close friends to Jesus. These are not just the followers of Christ, but they are also the companions of Christ. I believe that one of the most difficult things to understand as a devout Christian is when we request help, when we request healing or assistance through prayer, and it feels like that our prayers are not being answered. I have heard it said that God always answers prayer, but it may not be the answer that we want. I always thought that statement meant that the answer could be no, and that may be true. But I also believe there's more than just a yes and a no that comes from God. There's also another answer, and that is not yet. The lack of a yes may not be no. It may simply be not yet. And if it is not yet, why is it not yet? When we were in Africa earlier this year, as we talked about this morning, we, we visited uh, Kruger National Park, which is an enormous uh, park where wild animals roam free. It's, a, it's as big as the state of Israel, so it's not like you're driving around in a little game reserve. And uh, this Kruger National Park has uh, all sorts of amazing animals that are in this park. We, we were looking one time for a couple of male lions that they said they had spotted on the other side of a ravine, and people say we've lost and we can't find them. And while we were looking, these two male lions walked right up to the car we were in, right up out of the ravine, and literally was looking. My boys were in the back seat, and I'm like, put your camera inside, put your camera inside, because these great big massive lions coming right up out of a ravine and staring at you in your face while you're in a car, it sort of gives you a feeling like, this may not be the best place to be at this present time. But you can take your own car through there, and if you want a guide, you can have a guide that's in your car with you. And we, uh, we did some uh, game drives on our own, but then we had a guide when we wanted to go in the evening and whatnot. And one of the things that we learned while we were there at Kruger National Park is that they were in one of the biggest droughts that they had been in in numerous decades. Many animals were dying because of the lack of water. One of the guides told us something that I've not been able to get away from. He said the impalas would normally be giving birth to their young about now, but because the rains have not come yet, they can delay the birth of their young until the rains come. He said when the rains start to come, there will be 15,000 little impalas jumping and running around Kruger National Park. I had never heard of such a thing, but I was intrigued, so I started researching this, and here's what I found out. Delayed implantation, also called embryonic diapause, has been observed in about 100 species of mammals. Mammals may undergo diapause to avoid the risk to their own lives during unfavorable and or environmental conditions. Mammals use embryonic diapause to time the birth of their offspring for favorable metabolic and or environmental conditions. Reproduction has a large energy cost and it is beneficial to have ideal conditions, e.g. available food, mild weather, previous offspring weaned to ensure the offspring survive before giving birth. While much is still unknown as to the factors that contribute to the hibernation and the activation of the embryo. What is known is that little to no development 
takes place while the embryo is maintained in a state of dormancy. As a result, the normal gestation period is extended for a specific period of time. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, our promises may not be able to come to fruition yet because the rains are not here to sustain the miracle. The environment is not yet conducive to support the birth of the miraculous. The setting is not yet finalized. It's not yet time. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus is the master of timing. We may have a miracle in the making. It could be that God has given you a word. Ladies and gentlemen, that promise is still alive, but through the miraculous delay of God's divine plan, it may just be not yet, not right now. Maybe there's not enough moisture yet in the atmosphere. As I researched this, I found out that these mothers that are carrying this young, they, they are able to sense when the moisture is thick enough in the atmosphere that the rains are coming. And then something is activated inside of their bodies and that gestation period fires back up again and the development of that embryo fires back up again. I believe that God gives promises to his people and they are inside of our spirits and we believe they should happen now, but they don't happen right now and we wonder why. The dew point is the moisture or the measure of the amount of moisture that is in the atmosphere. The dew point is a saturation point. It is the point that the air can no longer hold the water vapor that's mixed with it. And so condensation will develop or liquid will come, which we know of as rain. If animals can sense this in the atmosphere before the first drop falls and the dormant embryo of life activates, don't you think that your spirit can sense it can sense when the saturation point, when the dew point of the atmosphere is conducive, that the miracle can come forth, that God can give you what you have promised. It may not be that God has forgotten who you are, what your zip code is, the word that he's given you years ago, but he's waiting for the atmosphere to be saturated with your prayers and my prayers so that the miracle can be sustained. Those promises are still alive. May not have been the right time before, but maybe you sense a stirring now. I had a, a friend who was telling me about God calling him to uh, go into another city and to start a daughter work. Pastor's a great church. And he said, I felt like that God was calling me to go into this city and to start a daughter work. And he said, I didn't know anybody that was in that particular city. He said, I, I didn't have anybody from my congregation. We had no ties to that city. And he said, I prayed about it. He said, Lord, I'd, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't want to be like Jonah of Nineveh, but I just, I just don't have any desire to go there. I have no context. There. We don't have any people in that city. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, there are some prayers that are still alive in that city. He said, that's all I needed to know. He said, I started going, and we started having church. And he said, backsliders started coming back. 
He said people that were related to others that had been some of the, uh, of, of the founders of our movement that had prayed for these people and all of those years of prayer. He said these people started coming back to the Lord and relatives started coming back of, of people whose names you would know if I called them out today. He said there was something that started taking place and people started coming back to the Lord that had been out of church for 30 years and the Lord said it was because the prayers were still alive in that community. Oh my, I've got to preach to somebody tonight. Don't give up praying for your children. Those prayers are still alive. And when the time is right, when the time is right, when the atmosphere is right, that miracle is just in that miraculous pause right now. But it is not dead. I said, it is not dead. I'm so thankful when I look around and I see God filling up apostolic Pentecostal churches with believers like you and I. I'm so excited because many churches do not get this kind of response. There are a lot of churches around our country that are going out of business. I've been to some churches and talked with some people that say, we haven't had a visitor in five or ten years. And yet your church and the church that I have the honor of pastoring in Palm Bay are churches that we see visitors every time we have a service. You know what I believe? That's the Lord saying, I can trust you with these people that are spiritually hungry. I can trust you because there's an atmosphere there that's full of prayer. There's an atmosphere there where they're going to feel the power of God. I can trust them in that atmosphere. Oh, my friend, can I tell you tonight that when you and I come to the house of the Lord and we say, God, I'm here to worship you, I'm here to bless your name, you could have been tired, you could have been going through some things in your own life, but you said, I'm going to go to the house of God anyhow, and I'm going to bless the Lord, oh, my soul. You're contributing to an atmosphere. You're adding your worship and your prayer and your praise to a saturation point that that person that you've been praying for, God's going to say, the time is now. It's now ready for the latter rain. The latter rain is coming. I say to this great church tonight that revival's not coming. Revival is already here. I said revival is already here. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I pray and I say, God, I pray that you'll trust the environment of our church so that when you bring new people, they'll be sustained. There'll be spiritual birth and that there'll be the nourishment of the word to grow and to mature. I don't want this to be a hostile environment for people that are coming to the house of the Lord. I want them to feel love. I want them to feel grace. I want them to feel the peace and the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost. If you'll bring them to us, oh God, we'll create an atmosphere that there can be the miracle of new birth. Just as nature needs those rains on the plains, we need the latter rain of the presence and the power of God. And when the rain comes, the birth of thousands are seen. I said the birth of thousands are seen. Miracle of thousands being baptized in Jesus' name is already here, ladies and gentlemen. In just the four weeks that we spent in Africa back in August and September, we saw over 3,700 people Receive the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. 
people getting baptized, entire churches. A few years ago, I was in Uganda, Brother Tolstad, who's the missionary there. I saw him just a few weeks ago at the general conference, and he said, you got to come back to Uganda. I said, tell me what's happening in Uganda. He said that more than 300 entire churches and their pastors have been baptized in Jesus' name since you were here last. He said the miracle of thousands are that they are receiving the Holy Ghost. I said, oh, you can labor for a long time, but there comes a time when that miraculous delay says no. Now's the time. I want to tell somebody here tonight, not one prayer has ever been wasted. You may have prayed for years and felt like they're just hitting the brass ceiling and bouncing right back down in my lap. But I've come to tell you that those prayers are being heard and they are creating a miraculous atmosphere. Birth. Birth, the new birth, the miracle of new birth. Mary and Martha did not understand the delay. But this was one of the final miracles that Jesus did. And the environment was to increase their faith to believe for the resurrection. His delay was not an accident. It was on purpose. He made it clear to tell the people that Lazarus was dead. Now this is interesting because if you read all through the uh, Gospels, and you'll see this in the different stories that tell of how Jesus would go in and interact with the people and the miracles that he did. A lot of times when there was someone who was a believer, when they had passed, he would say, he's just asleep. And he, he said that at first about Lazarus, but the people were confused. They're like, yeah, but you're saying he's asleep, but, you know, Martha's telling everybody he died, and we got to get there. And, and what's all this? And, and finally in verse 14, then said Jesus unto them plainly. I mean, sometimes the Lord... He'd try to give you a word, and if you don't get it, he'll have to give it to you real plain. Lazarus is dead. Why did Jesus say that? He said to them plainly, verse 14 says, Lazarus is dead. But now watch this. He gives the explanation in verse 15. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. I'm not just wasting time. I'm not just wandering around, not paying attention to the clock. I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent ye may believe. Yes, I'm delaying, but it's on purpose. This is more than Lazarus being raised from the dead. I want you to recognize that destroy this temple and in three days it will raise again. Lazarus will live, but I want you to understand that I'm going to live. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples. Now, Notice that he didn't say this to Jesus. He said this to his fellow disciples. Let us also go, that we may die with him. There's a precursor of what was to come. He was known as Doubting Thomas. Because he's the one that said, I'm not going to believe he rose from the dead until I put my, my hand in his hand and put my hand and feel the side and, and see the nail prints in, in the side. This already showed signs of him unraveling because Jesus was already looking forward. He's like the master chess player. He's several moves ahead of us. 
He knew what Thomas needed. Thomas was reacting in the flesh. He said, well, that's all goes. We can all die there with him. No, no, Thomas, this is about more than just Lazarus. Negativity and doubt go hand in hand. And it is the greatest enemy of the miraculous. It is the doubt that holds up the miracle from being born. The second thing they tell us about embryonic diapause is that sometimes the birth is delayed for the health of the mother. Can he trust you with the blessing? Would you be ready for it? I was telling you, and of course, Brother Urshan referred to it earlier tonight about the boys in, in Bible quiz. And, and, you know, after they won the national championship this, uh, this past year, one of the uh, quiz masters came up to him and he said something. And when he said it, I said, that is absolutely correct. That's the way God works. He said, the Lord watched how you handled the disappointment last year. Last year they had gone to uh, nationals to compete and they ended up losing to the other team from our church. We had two teams that went. And the other team from their church were their buddies that they had beat all year long. They were the A team. The other team was the B team. But the B team, in some sort of an unexplained quiz match, beat the pastor's twin boys. And the boys were devastated. And I said, look, y'all, quizzing's more about just who's got the highest score. He's trying to build character in you guys. Now, you guys need to go over there to your friends. Some of them are from broken homes. Some of them got parents that have been divorced. Some of them, their parents aren't even in church. You need to go over and minister to them. And they went over and hugged them and ministered to them. And then later on that year, their cousins won the national championship in another division. And they were all there to rejoice and make posters and welcome them home. And this quiz master said, the Lord watched how you handled the disappointment last year to see if he could trust you with a win. Good God Almighty. I felt the Holy Ghost when he said that to them, and I said, that's exactly right. And I felt the Holy Ghost telling it to you again because some of you have gone through some loss, and you've wondered why there is this delay. You've done everything right. You've paid your tithes. You've walked with God. You've been faithful when people around you have not been, and you wonder why. Can I tell you tonight in a word from God, he's wanting to know if he can trust you with the blessing that's coming your way. He wants to know if he can trust you with the miracle that has been implanted in you. That, my friend, is how the Lord works. You may be disappointed, but he needs to know, can you handle the blessing? Can you handle the miracle? Can you handle the temptations of the palace? You won't know it until you've been lied upon, cheated left to die in a prison like Joseph. But only then does the supernatural begin to spring to life. Sure, Joseph had been betrayed by his brothers, been betrayed by his, his employer. He had not done anything wrong. I'm sure he could have sucked the proverbial thumb and withered in a corner and said all this serving God business does not work out like it has been advertised to work. I think I'm going to do my own thing. But he stayed faithful to God. You know why? Because his biggest temptation was not going to be the pit. And it wasn't going to be the prison. It was going to be the palace. God said, if you can handle the pit and you can handle the prison, then I've got a palace for you. 
Oh, I feel like I'm talking to somebody tonight. I don't know what you may be going through. I just come to tell you what the Lord has put on my spirit. And that is that there is a miracle in you. There is a supernatural promise of God that is upon you and your family and this church. And I've come to tell you that it's going to come to life. It's going to come to fruition. Will you lift your hands right now? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost working. In the name of Jesus. They were in a drought. It had not rained in Samaria for many years. The Lord told Elijah to go show himself to the king, and he would send the rain. The king had vowed to kill Elijah when he found him. When they met, the king said to Elijah, Are you the one who has been troubling Israel? In other words, are you the one responsible for no rain? And Elijah said, I love Elijah's spirit. If you've never studied Elijah, you'll enjoy it. He's the one that challenged those prophets to Baal. (laughs) And when they were going through all their incantations and cutting themselves and couldn't get a a response from their dead God, he said, maybe you need to pray a little louder. Maybe he can't hear you. He just bowled because he knew he served the living God. He says now to the king, who supposedly could take his own life, he says, I'm not the one. You're the one who has forsaken the the commandments of God and served a false God. You started serving Baal. Elijah told the king to gather all the prophets of Baal to the top of Mount Carmel. He challenged them to whatever God would answer by fire. That's the God that will serve. Of course, God, the only living God, answered by fire because Baal is not a living God and has no power. They destroyed the prophets of Baal down at the brook Kishon. And then Elijah told Ahab, you better get on your horse and head back to town because I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Sometimes the only thing that's stopping new life from coming is the death of some things that we have allowed to live too long in our minds and in our emotions and in our lives. Take those things, my friend, whatever they are, take them down to the brook, take them down to an altar and get rid of them and the rains will come. Some of the things that you have dreamed about that God has put in your heart, they're still alive. I said they're still alive. There's been a miraculous delay, but it's been on purpose and God's got something great. But take everything else, put it on an altar, offer it as a sacrifice, and say, in thee alone will I trust, O God. I'm not going to let the delay discourage me. Let there be a spirit of anticipation that continues to develop in your heart and in your spirit that says, my God can do anything. My God has heard my prayer, and an answer is on the way. Those things that are not of you, God, those things that we hang on to that become escape mechanisms that challenge our faith, God says, put them all on the altar. 
We're not going to trust in horses anymore. We're not going to trust in man's ways anymore. We're going to put our trust in God Almighty that's never failed us, not one time, not one day. He is an on-time God. You say, I'm ready for it right now, but God knows when you're ready for it. I said, God knows when you're ready for it, and he's going to give it to you when the timing's right. You may be in that miraculous delay right now, but the atmosphere is becoming saturated. Rain is coming. Rain is on the way, and there's going to be that multiplied birth of revival and breakthrough in your life. Would you stand to your feet tonight? I wonder tonight for a few moments... Whatever it is that you have wanted God to do in your life, I wonder right now if you could lift your hands and with your mouth and with your spirit and with your heart, would you worship him and would you create an atmosphere right now? Come on, let there be a saturation point. Lift up your voices right now and begin to bless the Lord, oh my soul. That's it. Just let it come out from your heart, from your mind and your spirit. You say, I'm going to worship him now before I even see any evidence of the miraculous. I'm going to worship him right now. Come on, I'm going to give it all to God. I'm not going to let pride or fear or doubt. I'm not going to let any of those false prophets get in the way. I'm going to put them all in this altar tonight. That's it. Come on. You can step out of where you're standing. Make your way down here and say, God, I'm putting everything on this altar. If you need a healing in your body, if you need a miracle in your finances, I've come to tell you that the answer is on the way. Hallelujah. I want, I want everybody in this place that has a prayer that has been on your spirit, I want you right now to bring it to God. Come on, let's gather around the front right now. Let's gather around the front right now and bring it to God in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to bring it right now. Bring it to God in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to bring that prayer to God right now. Some of you have been seeking God for anointing. Some of you have been seeking God for deliverance. Some of you have been seeking God for salvation of loved ones. God sent you a word right now to let you know, I've heard your prayer and I'm on my way. But it's going to be in my time. It's going to be in my season. Come on, let's trust the power of God. Let's trust the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. As you come, lift up your hands and lift up your voice. And say, God, I receive your word right now. I receive your word right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I receive your word right now, God. I receive your word right now, God. Lord, I receive your word. I receive your healing. I receive your deliverance. I receive your power. Hallelujah. I receive your power. Come on, be encouraged in the Lord. Be encouraged in the Lord. Be encouraged in the Lord. The Lord has heard you. The Lord has heard you. The Lord has heard you. Hallelujah.
I tell you, the Holy Ghost is moving in this house. The Holy Ghost is moving in this house. Hallelujah. He's moving in your circumstances. When was the last time that you opened up your mouth and said, I release it to you, God? When was the last time you opened your mouth and said, God, I give you everything. I give you everything. I hold nothing back. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to fret about it. I'm going to give it to you now, God. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not to my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge you. Come on, prayer warriors, that's it. That's it, prayer warriors. Don't let the devil discourage you from praying. Don't let the devil discourage you from believing. Don't let the devil discourage you from having joy, joy, peace, hope. Hallelujah. can trust in you my God my provider my God my provider I can trust in you I can trust in you my hope and my friend Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Feel the Holy Ghost. Jesus. 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 Yes, that's it, that's it. The anointing of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord. The anointing of the Lord. The anointing of the Lord. I can trust in you. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to Yes, Lord. Just Lord, 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 Lord. 